Hello everybody and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost Season 2 Episode 5 and Found. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. Hello there. As he always says. And no, I haven't done it this, this as he always says. First time in season two, I think. As uh, mm, the beginning of every episode, he always says hi there. I don't say hello there. I know. Say hello there. The famous quote said by Ethan, uh, Mr. Sal's long favorite character of Lost, <laughs> as one could presume. And we're talking about and found. Mr. Sal, how are you feeling about the episode today? I watched this episode. You watched the episode. And it's also punny, just like Jin's former episode, Lost in Translation. This is Lost and Found. Yeah. I bet I bet you had a presumption of this episode that they would be found today. Actually, uh, you did. You said, you said it last episode. Yeah, I did. That they were not the ones that were found. <laughs> Rather nope. a ring. But the question is, what you rated this episode? That is the question. Um... I don't think this definitely it's definitely not like the season best episode. I would hope I'm I'm guessing you did not rate it that. Was the season low episode? I think it was. I've only given out nines this season. You've only given out nines, but I'm gonna say that you went down a bit on your decrement and you gave this an eight. But maybe 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 the flashbacks were enough for you, but I think you gave it an eight. I don't know. I'm gonna go with eight. Okay. I thought about giving it an eight. Okay. But I gave it a seven. Oh, even worse. Even worse than I could have ever imagined. A 7. I gave it an 8. That's a consolation. But yes, this is the worst episode of the season so far. It is. Not even good by Mr. Salst. Well, it's 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 meh. (laughs) It's meh. It is an episode? Yep. It should be treated as such. Yep. (laughs) That's right. Just that what what so you break down your rating so how did you rate the sun story I guess uh the yeah. the raft survivors and the back uh, flashbacks the sun story I rated a seven okay. I mean, yeah seven flashbacks seven main story uh so the the raft survive the rafters eight okay. That's fair. I think the the rafters were the most interesting part, and I think the flashbacks are eh, and the sun stories eh. So, I I agree with this rating. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought about giving it an eight. I really did, but then you know, honestly, I just relative to the rest of the season, this is just it's not only one notch below the rest of the season. <laughs> it is. I thought about giving it a seven as well. So maybe yeah. maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I will bring it down, but. It is definitely it is definitely a downturn. Yeah, it's it's just it's kind of light and fluffy, and it's kind of a it's a, like a breather episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's been so high impact every episode so far this season. This is like let's step back and take a breath and you know revel in romance. <laughs> Which the thing is, I have a tough time. I have a really tough time. Like doing the oh they're so cute thing with sun and jin because i i still remember where they were at the beginning of season one yeah it's still not all about jin and you know what this is rightfully i mean we talked about an imdb in the last episode it is rated sub eight yes it is so rightful place yeah fair enough 
uh, I, I forgot to preface the last episode. Maybe maybe I did it on purpose, but I did mean to tell you. This is the case for the next two episodes. Uh, I know the next episode is called Abandoned, the one afterwards, the other 48 days, and I know you're excited about that. Mm-hmm. You have the preconceived notion that we're going to learn about the other 48 days for Survivors 2.0. Yes. Interesting, but you also thought we would, they would be found this episode by our main survivors. I mean, okay. But you're probably right. We, we won't say you're right, but maybe. We'll have to see. We'll have to find out. But I will tell you, you're not going to get much of the swan, the bunker that, you know, uh, Locke and Jack and whatnot broke into. Yeah. You're not going to get much of that. This episode, you don't see any of it. I don't think you see any of it next episode. I don't think you see any of the episode after that. Oh, I, I fully expected that. Okay, I just want to say that, like, don't expect to see the bunker or the swan, whatever you want to call it. You won't see it for that time, but then you go back to seeing it, I think, probably every episode. If not every episode, basically every episode. But I mean, that seems like it's tailor-made to be dragged out over the whole season. That's <laughs> that's one of those things. But like, you will see it, like, almost every episode, though, past that. Right, well, that's like the hatch in season one. It's like, as soon as he found the hatch... It was like we we keep seeing it, but nothing ever happens with the hatch until the very end. Until something finally happens with the hatch. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, that yeah. So if you're expecting more hey, about the bunker, you know what? If if we get if we get the story of Survivors 2.0, and we get anything with what happened when Claire was missing, or what is happening while Walt is missing. I don't care what's going on in the bunker. So, what I will say, I don't, I don't, so, mm, I don't want to tell you, I said it before in the beginning of season two, I'm not going to tell you what every episode's final character will be. Mm-hmm. Next episode, I will tell you, it is a Shannon episode. Okay. Take that as, as you may. Well. How do you take that? I... Tell you how I hope it goes, but I'm not optimistic. Fair enough. I we can look we can look on the sides of Shannon of she's grieving still. Boone, in terms of the episode, has recently died. Son speaks to Kate for a bit. Talks about how it's only been four. It's been four days since they left on the raft. So it's like five or six days since Boone died. Yeah, a week maybe since Boone's died. So it's still been relatively close. So Shannon's still reeling with that. Uh, but yeah, it, it will be a Shannon episode. There's now the Shaid stuff, kind of. And I, Shannon's up Walt a bit. Yeah, so that's the direction I hope it goes, because she's the only person, other than Michael, with any kind of... No, she's the only person with any kind of connection to Walt since he was taken. Do you think that's to do with Vince the dog? I do. Do you think Vince the dog... Do you think he's the magical one, or do you think it's just a path that Walt uses to speak through. Uh, I think that that's. Um, no, I think I think Walt was just kind of working through Vincent. Fair enough. Or, or maybe had nothing to do with Vincent. It's just that Vincent perceived him there. Maybe he was just, I because I, I mean I'm operating under the assumption that he projected himself by looking in the at a reflection in water. Yeah. So, 
I, I, my, I, I, maybe he projected himself close to the caves because he knew that's where he was most likely to find people and, and Vincent just ran to Walt. Eved him, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, and, ah, Walt's over there. So I hope that they do something with Walt. I, I miss Walt a lot. I know you miss Walt. And... I'm, very, I'm very sorry about about Walt's uh, yeah. departure. But well, maybe well, one day we'll see Walt again. I hope so. Um, so I'm trying to think what else in terms of anything else uh, the next episodes to talk about. So we have Abandoned. Shannon's episode's next. Get the other 48 days. That seems to be a self prophesizing, and then we'll go on about the season as we go about. Okay. Uh, and so for this episode, Lost and Found. Uh, not quite what you expected, and then kind of because it. I mean, you kind of hope that they get found this episode. That would be an interesting plot, but instead we just get a plot. You know, it's, it goes. Mm. It, the biggest, the biggest thing I would say is. We get to hear. We get to see Mike dealing with Walt's loss again. I mean, he's been dealing with that. It's barely been any time for him, so he's still coping with uh, losses, kidnapping. I guess that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. Walt napping and some. I I mean she she's looking for the ring, but do you think she's upset because she lost her ring, or she's upset because of what the ring reminds her of and. I think she's upset because Jin's gonna beat her when he when he finds out that she has the ring. Fair enough. So you think you think uh, that's it? I, I mean, I think there's the, the symbolism. It's it's what it represents. Knowing yeah. that he might not come back, like that was her tie that she had to him. Yeah. What so, sad times for uh, Miss Kwan. But hey, actually, there's not really many upsides in this episode. I'm trying to think of a good side. Is there a good side? Mr. Echo. Oh, yeah, you get to learn about the big guy. So, I guess I'll ask you now. I, I sensed that you would like Mr. Echo as a character. Oh, yeah. You like Mr. Echo? Uh, Mr. Echo is the reason this is, an, this is a seven <laughs> and not a six. So, you do like Mr. Echo. He's I love Mr. A strong, Echo. a strong star. Oh, Mr. man. Echo. Yeah, Mr. Echo. You can give me as much Mr. Echo if you, as you want to give me Damon Lindelof. Cool guy, Mr. Echo. You finally get to hear the big guy's name. So I think we, we've heard everyone's name. Libby, Anna, Bernard, Mr. Echo, and then the other persons I forgot. <laughs> and Lucia said it, but I don't remember what it is. They said it twice, and I she never said a word in this episode. No, she's not. I, I don't remember saying a word, so I didn't. But Mr. Echo, by the way, is a stupid cool name. <laughs> I love it so it much. It is, it is. I mean, Mr. Echo's a pretty mysterious guy. Yeah. We don't he's, know much about Mr. Echo at all. He's just named Mr. Echo. He's pretty the best. Uh, I will tell you, we get two Mr. Echo battle episodes this season. This season? Yeah. Oh! So if, you, if you like Mr. Echo, you're going to get more Mr. Echo. <laughs> beyond. So be excited, Michelle. Be excited. I'm beyond Mr. Excited. Echo. Oh. Because I think I think they know people like Mr. Echo. I mean, <laughs> but I can't, I can't. So I'm glad you like Mr. Echo. Uh, so shall we get into it, Mr. Stone? Yes. Let's talk about it. So, I mean, we start off the episode. It's Sun and Claire. They're talking. And Claire, despite Claire knowing about the bottle, she's confident that they'll be okay. 
now, and this is where we hear it's only been four days. Uh, it could take up to two weeks for them to find a current. They're probably fine. Sun, she looks very worried, but she realizes she lost her wedding ring, and that is, at least this is what moves her plot throughout this entire episode. Uh, but Michelle, I have to ask you, have you ever lost your wedding ring? I haven't. Oh, okay. Fair enough then. <laughs> but they're never close. Never like, oh, where to go? Oh, there it is. Uh, no, maybe, 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 but I not not memorable enough. I think probably the closest I came was I, like, if I'm handling raw meat, I usually take it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I put it in my pocket, and I think I had a hole in my pocket once, so it just ended up in my ankle. What a what a nuisance. Okay. I was wearing sweatpants, so it was like, you know, they had the, the elastic on the, around the ankle. Mm-hmm. So, so, they, so they were still held on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the closest I've come to, to losing it. Okay, fair enough. So when do you take off your wedding ring? Like, so... That's it. Rami, that's it. Okay. Imagine water proof, if not resistant, so you can shower with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Huh. You, you, you ever go to shovel? Okay. I'm Look, you put a glove on. It's in the way. Putting on the glove. I don't wear rings. I don't like wearing rings. I'll, I'll tell you when I would take it off if I ever did it. Like, uh, I would take it off if I was um, swinging, like, at a batting cage, swinging a baseball bat. Oh, you don't want a baseball hitting it? Not only that, but um, there, there's another one though. Is it golf? Yeah, yeah, golf. That's even worse. If I go to like a driving range, oh my god. But what are you worried about a driving? Do they have ones where they shoot golf balls at you? No, it's not that. It's that um, it will scrape against my other fingers. Oh, I see. You. Okay, so when you yeah. okay, it kind of hurts. <laughs> they don't have the pain. Okay, so okay. So, no, I was hoping you'd have a wedding ring. This I, story. I do take it off if I go in the ocean. Ocean is a pretty big place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I shouldn't. What about a roller coaster? I mean, pretty on it's it's on your finger pretty well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, my finger's bigger than it was when I got married. So <laughs> <laughs> they're really well. Okay. So yeah, it's it's on there. That's good. Well. Son irresponsibly loses her wedding ring. How dare she? Right, Mr. Sal? I guess. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about... The thing that made me rate this part of the story as seven, not the only thing, but one of the things, is that I, Im- I immediately knew where that ring roll was. <laughs> like, oh, so you criticized her for not noticing that long? No, I... It's just that I immediately knew where it was. And how do you not think to look there? I see what you mean. Like, when you're retracing your steps, she should have realized, okay, what are some things I do that would cause the ring to fall off? And digging a hole is a pretty good one. Now, my counter to that would be, you did check her garden. And I'm sure the garden work she does is comparable to digging that sand hole. That was the thing. When I'm shoveling, 
like uh, like dirt like like dirt yeah like okay it's like garden shoveling take my ring off because it hurts man that hurts i'm learning more and more times when you take your ring off that's good so it's from meat cutting the ocean dirt shoveling yeah apparently there's more than i thought (laughs) there are more chances for you to lose your but whenever you take your ring off it goes right in your pocket oh also i do i do i have i haven't in a while but I do theater, and when unless the character's married, yeah, fair enough. You don't want to, yeah. Don't want, don't want to have a married theater. Yeah, gotcha. No one ever wants to see someone in theater that's married. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just kind of weird if the if it's a character that has that is like starting a romantic relationship with a wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like that's more interesting to the plot, if anything. Yeah, but you're not allowed to change anything about the script, so... <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay, that's fair enough. So, never lost your ring, though. Good on you, Mr. Sal. Yay. And how dare Sun lose her ring in such an irresponsible oh, manner? I, I didn't say that. Shame. Okay. No, but... Sun lost her ring. Oh, well. The fight to find it back. Do you th- Did you... Have, okay, well, I'll ask you this now. you think you had any idea where she lost it, even... Try and think about that. Like, I didn't think about it at all. But... Do I think Sun had any idea? No. Do you? Did you try to guess where her ring was? I I knew it immediately. You did. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, I never even tried to cross my mind. I was like, I don't know where she lost it. She just lost it. <laughs> so immediately. I don't know if you saw it, but they showed the bottle bearing in the previous. Yeah. They did. They did show the last. Oh, oh yeah. The pre- I I skip the recaps. Oh. Actually, fair enough. If I did see the the bottle bearing in the recap and then see her going, "Where's my ring?" So I mean, yeah, this is the first scene after I just watched the recaps. It's like, yeah, all right. Okay, so Mr. Sal's already cracked the case. <laughs> now I had, I do have to say this in Son's defense. I think there's a very good chance that her fingers may be smaller than they were. That's true. I was gonna. <laughs> that is a defense to why a ring might have loosely fallen off right because yeah. probably didn't eat as well more physical activity lost some weight ring slips off ring isn't as tight on as it used to be right You're just willy-nilly thinking holds like a maniac mm. ring's just gonna fall out so sun's sad and sun has a flashback and she and we see here she's getting ready her mom's helping her out and, you know, criticizing, oh, that looks fine on you. Don't wear these heels. You might be taller than him. And we learn that Sun is about to go meet up with another suitor, right? Someone for her to marry. It's kind of, it's a culture of arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom then goes on to criticize her. You know, she went to college, never found a suitor. Sun argues, you know, she wanted her degree when she went to college, not to go find love. And right now, according to her mom, Sun is a silver what? She might become a bronze if she still doesn't find a husband. So I, was, is... I thought maybe this is a reference to age, but I now I'm I'm thinking it's a reference to like Olympic medals. Well, that's, I took it as Olymp- like they're taking Olympic medals towards like yeah how wanted she would be as a spouse. Right. Right. Yeah. So she's maybe I guess a gold while she was in college. Now she's a silver because she's after college and become a bronze sooner or later if she doesn't find a husband man i i can't believe stuff like this still happens so so son 
is tasked to go find a husband. Thankfully for her, though, her mother, greatest woman as ever, has helped find a potential suitor. Well, she, they used a they used a matchmaker, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, when they say matchmaker, I think it was just like they ask around, like the mother, and then that person's mother, like the suitor's mother, is asking around, and people there, then they kind of just. Yeah, man. I don't think they actually went through some sort of formal matchmaker. I thought she said matchmaker. I, that's why I, th- I think they said matchmaker. No more matchmakers. But I just when they said that, I thought they meant like their parents are the matchmakers. I thought that the, that her mother used the term matchmaker in this scene. But maybe... oh, okay. Oh, if she's in this scene, then you're probably right. If, if her mother, used, I remember when they talked together when son and. Uh, the Mr. guy, Mr. Mr. Lee, Tony Lee. I looked up his name. It's Tony. Tony? Yeah, I don't know why it's Tony. We had Tony Lee. <laughs> Tony Tony the Chicken? T O N Y, Tony. Tony the Chicken. Tony the Chicken. So. The Leftovers reference for those of you who don't know. <laughs> but uh, but Tony Lee, yeah, Mr. Lee. Uh, Hold on, though. We, all right. We don't believe that his name's Tony? Yeah, there's something going on here. There is something going on with all of these characters in these flashbacks having the same name as other characters in other people's flashbacks because Locke's father's name is Anthony and this guy's name is Tony which makes absolutely no sense why would his name be Tony I'm looking right now Uh, has been played in mostly non-reoccurring roles in various television shows uh Let's see. Sorry. I I mistook I mistook the name because when I checked his IMDb, his real name is Tony Lee. Oh. This said Mr. Lee, so I assumed that was the right one. Okay. I apologize. His it, real name, I listen to this wiki article, is Jay Lee. That makes much more sense. The Lost Universe. Okay. Alright, good. So Jay Lee. Sorry. So yeah, because I remember they said Mr. Lee and afterward I was like, what was that guy's name? But it was Jay, so it's Jay Lee, my bad. Alright, I feel much better about that. I seen Tony Lee, and I was like, well, Tony, Lee, Lee, Lee was what I heard, so I guess it's Tony, you know. So, uh, there you go, Jay Lee. So, uh, I remember yeah, I remember when Jay Lee and Son spoke about it, but if they spoke on this case, then yeah, they probably went through some sort of matchmaker, then in that case. And... I thought they did, but maybe I'm wrong. Now, nah, I'll go. I'll go with that. They found out they got went through a matchmaker. I, Boom. I wrote in my notes your son going to meet matchmaker. So. Then, I mean, that is a pretty good uh, <laughs> better than what I wrote. So, yeah. uh, on the flip side, we see Jin's perspective. He's getting dressed. He's he's putting on. You know, he's getting dressed in a very formal attire with his roommate around, and they're chatting. They're living in. I mean, they're roommates, and they don't look like they live in the best of places. So mm-hmm. Jin's now flush with cash. And his roommates using this future telling device. His parents used or his grandparents? I can't remember. I think he said his grandparents. But... Grandparents. I thought he said grandparents. Uh, yeah. That they used, and you know, he's like, "Okay, let me let me figure out how you'll find love, right?" And he tells Jin that orange means love for him. Orange, mm-hmm. which is a very vague answer, but okay, orange means love for him. Uh, Jin argues, you know, he's not ready for a woman. He can barely take care of himself. Mm-hmm. The roommate rebuts, well, let the woman take care of you. And this is where you get more of Jin's feelings of the world, which you probably could have guessed by the way he's act up until now. But he feels, you know, a man should provide. 
they should work hard and get promoted, uh, so on and so forth. So, speaking of which, he has an important job interview. Mm. Uh, and he still has the tag on his tie, so he can return it later. So, because he's not made of cash. So, mm. off he goes. Uh, but before he leaves, I do like this quote. The roommate asks Jin, what should I do if love calls? And Jin says, tell it to wait. <laughs> so, no need for love. Also, that tag on his tie, this should have been a foreboding warning for Jin that he should have, like, gone some scotch tape and taped it behind his tie or something. Or, like, right, right. hit it in some way. Like, if his roommate caught it out, probably, I don't know how hard he was looking at it. I mean, this interviewer, I mean, we'll find it out, so. But there you go. These so. two flashbacks are just rife with gender st- stereotypes. Mm-hmm, yeah, a lot, a lot of stereotypes going on. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I and I, I don't know. I, I, I guess that's... I don't know if that's a cultural thing or if they're or they're just showing us the type of, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's fine in this case. It's the type of person that we're seeing being, right? Like, this is how Jin is. He fits yeah. the stereotype. But his roommate doesn't seem to fit the stereotype, at least not to the same degree. He like he agrees, let the woman take care of you, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, right, much more laid back. So I don't, I don't think the producers that are lost are trying to stereotype in any way. Yes, they're using stereotypes, but that's only to describe an individual person. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think that the writers are trying to perpetuate these stereotypes. I think that they're, I think they're trying to show us how effed up it is that, <laughs> that these two people ha- are, are like, that Sun is subject to all these stereotypes and Jin holds all these stereotypes. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of jarring and a little frustrating to watch you know that but that's uh, that's the design of it and and that that's fine um but it is it is jarring to to see this because you know it's just not i i don't know lately i've i've become really aware of gender stereotypes that play out on a more on a less blatant level and this is blatant and, and intentionally so probably to call it so that we are our attention is called to it so that we can have this reaction that i'm having which is what we should have so yeah. but um but anyway uh, a lot of gender stereotypes in this set of flashbacks and you know it's 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 fine and it is what it is but you know it definitely gives you some some uh hindsight into you know why probably at least sun allows Jin to treat her the way that she does because she's been treated that way her whole life yeah it's what she feel it's what she's been kind of raised to feel is what's expected yeah so, but it, it appears as though she had some you know fight to her uh at least with her mother but maybe not yeah. Yeah. As far as the tie goes, um, th- this reminds me of a scene from The Leftovers when Lori bought a dress for an interview um, with the intention of returning it. You, you ever buy something with the intention of returning it? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I have, well, actually, I'll, I'll take this back. I have bought, um, I had a drill into a wall, and I didn't know what kind of size it was like circular bits like three inches or 3.5 inches i would need yes. so i bought both of them 
found, drilled the one I needed, and then returned the other one. <laughs> but clothing-wise, I've not, I've never uh, bought something huh. with the intention of returning it. In fact, I don't think I've ever returned a piece of clothing before ever. You know, right now, like my my wife is very good at returns and very patient about returns. I have no patience for returns. Like, I'll return something, especially like now, like online returns I can do, but well, that's uh, what, and hardware returns. Sure. Our kids are growing like weeds through through this, you know. We're and we're not going to malls and taking them clothing shopping. We just order like two or three sizes of everything and then send back what doesn't fit. So, <laughs> but but it's you know it's a really big upfront cost <laughs> to do that, and then thankfully she's very good about doing. Uh, mail returns i have no patience for it and i know i'll screw it up if i do it so <laughs> i am i am super like lazy about having to go do returns though it's not that bad now because now you literally just have to put it in the box i go to the ups store and they just take i don't have to put the label on it they do it for me so it's just yeah. i just have to box it and the most annoying part is finding a box <laughs> like, oh. i have to make my way down so ah what a what a luxury yeah Returning the tie. Good good for Jin. Uh, we go back to the Raft Squad. Uh, just, uh, what do I call them now? These three... These three, Michael, Jin, Sawyer. Because they're not really Raft guys anymore. I'm still calling them Rafters, but, you know, I don't know. We, we they living a former glory? That's fine enough. They've earned that glory. I mean, that's the reason why they're here is because of that stupid Raft. Uh, stupid idea from the beginning, like I said. Raft was a great idea. The flare was a terrible idea. The what was the terrible? The idea? flare shooting the flare. Okay. If only if only Michael wasn't so flare happy, they would have gone through. Sawyer was right. Wait. Okay. No. It was the other way around. So mm-hmm. we cut back. It's the raft squad. Uh, we see as Mister Sal calls them. I don't want to put my titles on in any way. The survivors two point Mr. Sal believes that these were the survivors from the back of the plane. Tail well, survivors. <laughs> Just allegedly. I'm joking. They clearly are the survivors from the back of the plane. Uh, so what, you want to call them survivors 2.0? Do you want to call them like tail survivors? <laughs> I don't know. The back half? I don't know. People, people call them tailies, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay, tailies or tailers. Tailies? What do they call the others? Not the others. What do they call the original survivors? I think just the survivors. Survivors and tailies? Yeah. I mean, there's only, what, five of them? So, sure. I'm <laughs> but sure... there's a bigger group of people. Mm, I don't know if I like tailies, though. I'm, I'm sure that the, not all of the tailies are going to survive the series anyway. So Fair enough. So, here well, we have the... I got my eye on the... I'm looking at you, the one that, with the, the name I can't remember. Looking at you, no names. Wish, wish Libby, Mr. Echo, Bernard, and Alusia, you guys, more safe. No namer over there. Can't even remember it. Was she wearing a red shirt by any chance? <laughs> I have no clue. I can't remember. I don't remember what she looks like. That's even any kind. I know it's a girl, but yeah, yeah really, just I hasn't made an impression yet. Bernard and Annalusia are going to be around for a while. Mr. Echo's got two flashback episodes, you said, this season, so... So do you think he's around for a while, or do you think he's in and out? Uh, no, I don't think he's in and out. I think that he's either around for a while or or dead by the end of the season, but I'm, I'm guessing he's probably going to be around for a while. 
Alicia will be around for a while and uh Bernard will be around for a while. Uh I've I'm less optimistic about the one I can't remember. Libby? Lib- well no Libby Libby, I think she she could be in trouble too. <laughs> <laughs> what's what what's your reasoning for Libby's trouble? Well because Bernard, Bernard's got Rose, and Lucia seems to be the boss here. Yeah, and not only that, but she was in season one, like, and she's a well-known actress, so uh, she's she's not going anywhere for a while, I don't think. Okay. Mr. Echo is a pretty well-known actor, and just way too cool. I'm uh, kind of hoping he doesn't go anywhere. Well, I know he's got two flashback episodes this season, you already told me that, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing if you get, you know, flashback episodes multiple flashback episodes you're sticking around for a while <laughs> um, knows one everyone gets one boone even got one yeah, like two yeah. nah you're you're yeah you're never uh, going away but so so that that and bernard i mean they've been building up rose and bernard's reunion for you know all of the season and a bit that we've watched for rose or bernard have not gone a bottle episode they will, but uh, but Libby, I don't know, Libby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Libby. I, I think I think you might be in trouble, and uh, the other one, yeah, you're definitely in trouble. <laughs> the Libby and No Name are. They said it twice. I know, but we don't know her name. <laughs> I'm looking. I we should look. I'm, I wait here. I'll I'll look it up. I'm afraid for you to look it up. <laughs> I was just gonna look at the IMDb for this episode. Oh yeah, okay. You look it up then. Yeah, fine then. Yeah, you do that. Well, you can continue while I do this. Ah, okay. So, uh, it's the Raft Squad, or with the Tailies, and the Tailies are talking to each other. You know, the Raft Squad's kind of wondering what they're saying. Uh, Michael reassures Jin, like, "Hey, don't worry. You're gonna see Sun soon. You'll find her." And Sawyer is worried about that they might eat them. Oh, Sawyer is always like the negative Nancy. Always is like, oh, they might eat us here, guys. And, like, he's, he's always assuming the worst. So, which is, I mean, Sawyer thing to do. Good for him. Uh, Van and Lucia comes back and tells them, "Hey, we're moving out. We're gonna get food and water, and then we have a very long walk because you guys are taking us back to where you guys are from." So the tailors are heading for our original survivors. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you find out what her name is? She's not listed on as even being in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good sign. No. That is the... Uh, oh, well. I mean... I, I don't know. I don't know what, what much to say on that. So, okay. Uh, they exit the bunker. And uh, Sawyer, Sawyer kind of says, hey, we should do a prison break now. But Michael nods no. And Annalisa informs him, okay... We move in pairs. Uh, Michael then Michael questions, "Why are you guys always so on edge?" But Andalusia basically shrugs it off. Okay, we can exchange stories later. Whatever. And the groups are as such: Libby and Michael will go get some fruit. Bernard, Anna, and eventually Jin are in the fishing squad. So mm-hmm. good for Jin. He's the fishing guy. Uh, we get back to the beach. Well, that, so that leaves what? Mr. Echo, Sawyer, and what's her name? No name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, 
I guess mill about. Like well, oh, they did send, they did send Mr. Echo and No Name to go scout out while they were talking. I don't know if they probably came back, but yeah, the only people that weren't really assigned a job were Sawyer, Mr. Echo, and No Name. So, mm. I'm sorry to No Name, by the way. <laughs> so it's only like No Name. Just I don't know her name. Uh, speaking about. Back to the beach with Sun. She's looking for a ring. She's looking frantically. She's looking through all her stuff. And Jack sees her looking. And Sun talks about she can't find it. She can't remember the last time she saw it on her. She's so used to it. And Jack reminisces to when he was married. Sarah, in this case. And he had lost his wedding ring. Uh, he looked everywhere. He looked in the garbage that they had thrown out. Even their bathroom pipes. And his solution was to secretly get a replacement. <laughs> What do you think about this solution, Mr. Salas? This is so not, if, it, not, not an option for Sun. Not an option for Sun. If you lost your wedding ring and could not find it, would you get a replacement made secretly? No, I would. I would absolutely tell my wife almost immediately and ask for her help in finding it. <laughs> do you think it's a sign of their marriage? Wait, doing yeah. Jack's marriage of secretly looking for his ring. I was wondering about that. I was like, huh, you looked that hard for the ring, but you never told your spouse that you lost your ring. I mean, now, if I, like, if we get in a fight and I chuck it into the woods or something, <laughs> that's a different story. There are bigger issues at play if that's the case. <laughs> but, but if it's just, you know, I was washing my hands and it fell off down the drain, like, I'm going to tell my wife immediately we're going to hopefully find it together. Uh, well, well, what about the secret third option, Mr. Sal, which is you somehow steal your wife's ring and hide it. That way you've both lost your ring at the same time. <laughs> and then and then you could take the credit of finding her ring. Be like, now I found your ring. Could you find my ring, please? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't think... I don't think it's that um, I don't think it's that much of a problem other than like it's sad and it's a financial hit if you lose the ring. I, I don't think it, it is a, sig- a signifier of a crumbling of the relationship. No. No, no, if it's a bad reaction to someone losing their yes. ring, that might be a signifier. So Jack's reaction to losing the ring tells me that that was not a relationship that was destined to succeed from the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Unless he knew, like, unless he, I mean, I guess he's a doctor, but even still, the cost of making another ring just to avoid telling her. Yeah. I feel like, well, whatever. So, Jack reveals his uh, hunt for the ring, can't find it. So, so Jack has had zero, he's a 0% success rate on looking for lost rings. Uh, so he just got a new one, secretly replaced it, and now that ring he got rattles in his sock drawer. Oh, poor Jack. Uh, son, he he offers to help Son, but Son says no, nope, no need. I'll, I'm sure it'll turn up. So mm-hmm. that that's how Jack's whole bit in this episode. <laughs> there it out. We have to make sure Jack's in there because he is a big character. Uh, we go back to Jin Anna Lucia. I always say Anna Lucia, even though I could just say Anna. Like, no, I think it is Anna Lucia. No, no, that is her full name, I believe. Anna Lucia. I don't think so. Is it? Well, now, I, now I gotta check this as well. Here, wait, I'm clicking right now. No, you are right. Yeah, we. You know, I was like, we have flash. We talked about this 
we talked about this before. Yes. <laughs> and you're right. Her last name's Cortez. Yeah. <sighs> so if she introduces herself as Ana Lucia, then she should be called Ana Lucia always, not Anna. Yeah. People get quite upset when uh, when they have the, the double first name and they intend they intend for people to use it and then they don't use it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, she introduced herself that way, so yeah. keep it up that way. So, yeah. Anna, Anna Lucia, Jin, Bernard, fishing, uh, and Anna Lucia is getting mad at Jin. He's so I looked up. He's throwing sea urchin pieces. I don't know if he's throwing full sea oh, urchin or pieces. I knew they were sea urchin. I couldn't tell. How could you tell? Because it was a sea urchin. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't. So okay, well, Jin is throwing in sea urchin, and Lucy is getting really mad at Jin because only her and Bernard are trying to like use their net, and you know he she's demanding for Jin's help. Jin says something back in Korean. Which, by the way, I have tried to figure out what he says in Korean sometimes, but like this, like this, the, the, like I don't know what he's saying here. That's fine. I was like, ah, I can't figure it out. I mean, I could probably go find the transcript online somewhere and then try to copy and paste that into a translator. <laughs> Which maybe that'd be funny to do. Maybe I will try and do that actually. And honestly, I see what the translator spits out. What What is Anna Lucia doing, trying to accomplish here? I know she does like the stereotypical of loud and slowly will make you understand. <laughs> Granted, I will say, Jin is definitely picking up on some English, right? Yeah, sure. You can see throughout the series, he's definitely grown in terms of his language understanding. Sawyer and Mike can kind of talk to Jin, in a way, because they, they kind of understand what they need to tell him as keywords for him to understand what's mm-hmm. going on, and Jin kind of knows back what keywords he knows to help, you know, yep. exchange information. And Mr. Echo seemed pretty good with it, but... And Lucia's talk loud and slowly, that work it out for Jin. And and honestly, like the guy volunteered to come fish. You didn't ask him to come fish. He volunteered to come fish. Just let him do his thing. Yeah, it looks like he's goofing around. But Jin eventually gets his net ready, throws in, and grabs three fish. Impresses I mean, everyone. Yeah, um, I mean it, it made total sense. And watching him, it's like, oh yeah, he's he's baiting them in with these bits of sea urchin, and then he's gonna trap a bunch. And that's exactly what he does. Jin, a, fish, a son's fisherman. That is always... I love how key Jin being good at fishing is to Lost, I feel like. Like, they would be doing way worse if Jin was not a good fisherman. Well, at least I, the main survivors. And what's really cool about that is that that's what, in you know, before the plane crash, that's what he was most ashamed of. Mm-hmm. But now it's like his superpower. It is, it is like his... We've talked about Saeed... Locke being the guy you want to be with, I think Jin's a pretty good contender of, like... I guess it'd be hard to communicate with him, but he does get those fish, like, candy. He does take a beating, too. He... D- <laughs> this dude is always getting beat up. Yeah, he's he's always ready for a fight. No, I, to get, I shouldn't say that. He's ready to get hit in a fight. Yeah, <laughs> totally inadvertent. He gets, you know, gored by a boar. He gets, like... Hit with a slingshot. He gets um. What's the other one? I mean, he gets punched by Echo. Him and Mike fight. So man, well, the him and Mike stuff. That's like that's self instigated. That's that whatever. He doesn't. You don't, you don't count that. Okay. He's gonna pass for that. But like getting hit with the, with Ethan's slingshot and like getting gored by this boar. And I I swear there was another instance where he just took a beating from, through no fault of his own. He's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Trying to remember, I remember the the raft. Oh, when 
when the raft burned down. I think he got beat up. They blamed him for burning down the raft. The first raft. Oh, I mean, Sawyer beat the garbage out of him. Like, so there, so there, so that's where you got beat up there, too. Yeah, I suppose. So, poor, poor Jin. <laughs> Always getting beat up on, so. But, he got the fishes. He's a, he's, he's a great asset, and we get to see his flashback here. Uh, it's his job interview. Great, great job interview. Uh, he wants to work at this hotel. I forgot the name of it, but I don't know the name. Yeah, I, 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 it was, I don't know. Hotel. I think the word great was in it. Yeah, I can't remember. But he wants to work for this hotel. He'd worked prior at a hotel as a busboy, but got promoted to a waiter. And the I was called the boss. I know he's not actually the boss of the hotel, but his manager, this, this boss figure, was surprised because apparently. You you don't get promoted within from a busboy to a waiter at least at this place or maybe in general in the industry I don't know, but Jin was an exception. Uh, the boss also wonders where he's from because he's certainly not a city dweller. And Jin reveals he's from I don't know how to say it. No. Nope. So I will not try to say it, but he reveals where he's from, yep. and the boss knew it because he could smell the fish on Jin. <laughs> this is a disgusting job interview. This this is it turns just right to ridicule. Yes, the second he's like, I knew I could smell the fish on you, and he just stands up, gr- just swipes like a rat, just swipes Jin's tag. He's like, oh, you left this on, <laughs> and you'll also be working immediately, you know, day or night, sun or rain, you will work. And uh, this is one of the finest hotels. Do not open the door for people like you. <laughs> oh my god! So this guy is just like stereotypical baddest guy like he's such a bad guy like ev- so unlikable everything that he says would be illegal in like modern united states yeah i don't know about south korea's laws i don't either not, but yeah that, what he says is gross especially, especially that do not open the door for people like you oh. now granted granted i will say you are allowed you you can you can have like you can restrict people of how they come in based on what they're wearing. So as long as you're consistent. Like if people have to be wearing formal attire and they're not mm-hmm. then fine, you can refuse them access, but you have to be consistent with it. But I don't think that's what he meant when he said people like you. But yeah. whatever. So there you go. <laughs> there's there's the bad evil boss. Most as as in most T V portrayals, most of the time the bosses of a of a mean portrayal. I wonder I wonder how that feels being the boss of like several employees if you watch media. It's just you're always shagged up. <laughs> There's never very seldomly do you have a boss portrayed on good lighting. <laughs> right? Like just like this is that's a boring plot. Yeah. You want a boss that's that's just a jerk. <laughs> you can... yeah. Anyway. There you go. Um we cut back to the island, it's Michael and Libby. And we kind of hear a bit on a Michael. You know, they, they talk a bit. Michael doesn't consider Sawyer a friend. And Libby talks about how they were. And she apologizes for throwing them into the pit. But, you know, they were scared. And they have trust issues. And I want to highlight that part to you, Mr. Self. Trust issues. Yep. Why do you think they might have trust issues? Um, probably because the others are humans. And they maybe trusted them. And then all died. Oh, okay. So I was wondering if you went down the same route of... Remember Ethan? 
I do. He was a mole. Right. Worked his way into the ranks. Yes. That's right. So that's that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. So that's okay. That's, that's your insinuating. I thought you were just saying that they found another group of people and they were kind of maybe pretending to work together, but then they got stabbed oh, in the back. Well, all right. So so yes. Yeah, so basically, I'm saying they have trust issues because the others betrayed their trust. Which is okay. So that could mean yeah. That could mean both things. Which, by the way, I just I I, I don't mean to bring this up i'm gonna bring it up though so i i'm really stuck on ethan because because the the dude was obsessed with claire obsessed with claire obsessed with claire didn't give like two drops of monkey piss about walt so what why why am i assuming that this group that has walt is the same as the group that ethan came from you don't know i'm not sure it's an assumption we should be making okay and you've been over this before you've questioned this others tag in fact you've gone out right and said you think it's a terrible tag it is a terrible tag there are too many people on this island be calling anyone the others they're all other relative to us to the others okay well everybody who's not the og survivors is other relative to us yeah there you go these guys are the, well these guys were the others the some um, tailies but now tailies are cool they're they're the tailies not the others dun 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I see what you mean. Very vague thing, and could be different groups. Maybe they won't be. And I love that that is highlighted by the sheer fact of learning what the tail is. Because at first you think, oh, they're the others. Nope. Wait a second. Anna Lucia. Okay, wait. These guys are not what we call the others. Well, hmm. Is there really just one other group of people on this island? And yeah, you've you've gone through and pointed out, oh, there's the Dharma team. Ethan's group might be different from what what is uh um the people that took Walt the Walt Nappers group, uh which is obviously different from here the Tailies so there's certainly other groups of people, uh how many other groups or whether the others are simply now one other group of people there's the others Tailies survivors and then Danielle who's on her own or if there's other that others is a conglomerate of other groups we don't know but. We will surely find out, and I, I, I'll tell you again, Mr. Sale, you will get answers on Claire at some point in this, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point. some point, Mr. Sale. some point. Oh. And you know what? You'll probably hate the answers. Don't, don't even be excited for it. Just look over your breath and forget all about it, but the answers will come. Okay, great. Uh, and we also, we also hear a bit more on, um... Let's go get fruit. That's what Michael's and Libby's job is to do. And Michael questions, hey, why don't we go inland to get more fruit? That's where we go. But Libby argues we don't go inland because that's where they come from. And mm, They in quotes. They put that in quotes quite a bit. Yeah, they. You, th- you think they would name them, but I guess if, if, if you are only looking, if you think all the people that are coming from you are working together, then it's fine enough but 
they should really formalize the group name like the the villains or the the savages are coming for us again. Yeah, I'm not sure anybody's going to be calling themselves calling themselves the villains or the savages. Yeah, well, no, no I'm saying you label them what you want to call them. Like, if you're the tailors, you go, yeah, the savages are coming for us again. The 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 villains. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying they. Co- I'm not saying they come with a business card and go, hey guys, could you refer to us as the savages? Thanks. The wet bandits. The wet bandit. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's what we can call the boat people who took Walt. The wet the wet bandits. Okay, yeah. so not not Walt Nappers, but the Walt Bandits. The, the, I'm I'm calling them the Wet Bandits. Okay, I, I respect that. I think that's a good name. Uh, after this little discussion, we get to see everyone re starting to reconvene. But Sawyer and we soon learn his name, Mister Echo, talk a bit. Mister Echo offers Sawyer machete theft. He made it looks like mm-hmm. so that's mm, interesting. I wonder his backstory. It's a very interesting backstory. Yeah, I, th- I hope we get to see a little bit about that. Because he also he also talks with them with an accent, so it, it appears English is not his first language. So I wonder what brought him about to be on this LAX or this uh, LAX bound flight from um, Sydney, Australia. But Good gives fight. him yeah, he gives him this machete that it appears he's made, and he reveals his name to Sawyer. Uh, and Lucia, Jen, and Bernard are already here. Libby returns and tells them that Michael has ran away. Uh, Jin tries to talk to Sawyer, tries, you know, and the only things we can make out of it is, of course, Walt, Walt. Uh, but Anna Lucia says, no, we're going now. We have a radio. <laughs> they also they also showcase their radio. Yeah. So that's, that, so that's what uh, Boone heard on the plane was, uh, it was Bernard on the radio. Oh, I said that. Yeah, that was Bernard on the radio. <laughs> oh. So there you go. There's the radio. You said that because you told me that they said we are the survivors of Flight A15, but that's not what the subtitles. Well, the subtitles are wrong. Okay, subtitles are wrong. So am I supposed to know right now that Bernard was the one who said that? Well, I feel yeah. I feel, well, I don't know if you have to know it's Bernard specifically. In fact, I don't know. If it, it sounds like Bernard when I listen to it, so I just kind of assumed it's Bernard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are only two men in this group, and one of them has a pretty heavy accent, so... So, uh, but probably safe to say it's Bernard. Okay. But, you know, they have a radio. Wow, gee shucks. And, uh, Jin wants to save Michael. You know, he wants to go find Michael. But Sawyer gives his two cents about it. Look, hey, Michael's not going to come with us until he finds Walt, and he's not going to find him. I think it's every man for himself now, uh... So, Michael's got to worry about Michael, and Sawyer's got to worry about Sawyer. He also calls Jin Chewy, which I think he does this multiple times. He calls Jin Chewy. Do you get the reference? Yeah, I did, but I forgot what he said right before that. He says, every man for himself oh, yeah. now, Chewy. I think, I think Khan says that to Chewy. Yeah. And I think it's A New Hope, the first one. So, there you go. Well, so. Yeah. so, I do I do like that. Uh, good, good, um, good reference there. So. It's kind of applicable because I don't really know what Chewbacca says. So there you go. Yeah, I, I should say Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah, Star Wars: Star Wars: A New Hope. Han Solo says it. So, uh, Jin goes to try to leave. Echo, Mister Echo, tries to stop him from leaving. Uh, Jin, in return, punches him in the face. So Mister Echo hits him harder <laughs> to the ground. But Mister Echo then offers after they kind of square off a bit here. Mister Echo offers him his help. You no. Know, 
first pointing out that he's going the wrong way, and it gives him some sort of weapon. And even though Anna Lucia warns Mr. Echo, you know, hey, we can't wait for you. Are you sure you want to go? Mr. Echo's like, yes, and I don't expect you guys to wait for me. So off Mr. Echo and Jin go, and there goes the big guy. So we learn this is Mr. Echo's scene here. Steals, I feel like steals the show. Stop, what a cool guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. And very exciting. Uh, we get back to the beach with the sun and Hurley. So now we, we hear. But your complaint on how the series will drop the story from beforehand, right? The flashbacks from last episode are now irrelevant. Yeah. How is season two done with that? Not, they did well with Jack. Uh, and Episode two is Michael. And Michael. They did well with Jack and Michael. Um, the three orientation. Locke. Locke's. <laughs> uh, I mean, Locke's been, he's had like a scene in each of the previous two, or the last two episodes. He had like a scene with Charlie in the last episode. He had like a scene with Son in this episode. And they're great scenes. Like, I, I appreciate it. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So. But, but they weren't all that tied to what happened in orientation uh and then this this is a this is not adequate for hurley <laughs> so that's just gonna ask you okay not adequate for uh, listen it does not have anything to do with what happens and everybody hates hurley so well, i have not complained about it yet this season because i'm i'm i need to get up i need to get over that you, not- you gotta get over it yeah. <laughs> it is what it is so uh you know hurley is trying to help Sun retrace her steps, and when Sun reveals that she fed Vincent the dog, well, that might be what happened. So we're going to see them waiting for Vincent to relieve himself. And <laughs> Hurley also learns that Sun is from the good Korea. <laughs> the good soul. Is, is that from? Is that good Korea? Bad Korea? The good one. <laughs> and Hurley, the reason, you know, Sun feels like it's ridiculous that Vincent could have eaten the ring, but Hurley reveals that dogs will eat anything. His dog, Buster, when he was younger, ate his change and let out a dollar thirty-five in nickels. So, uh, Sun revealed that Jin had actually given her a puppy named Popo, which means a kiss. So, yeah. There you go. We also learned the name of that dog. That dog is always the callback. I don't know why. That is always like the... Yeah, every flashback's had the dog between Sun and Jin. So, Popo the dog. Mm-hmm. How sweet. And speaking of Sun and flashbacks, we get a Sun flashback. She's coming to the hotel for the first time to see her suitor. Uh, her mom's trying to tell her how to behave, but they're greeted by either the... I think it's the suitor's mom. Lee's, I'll, I'll call him by his last name. Well, Jay. So Jay's, Jay Lee's mom, I think, or grandma, or someone he knows. And they're being escorted into the hotel. And we see... Could just be the matchmaker. Could just be the matchmaker as well. And Jin is the doorman. Uh, that's it, though. He's literally just the doorman. <laughs> no relevance yep. past that. A little nod. Um, so they're they're talking about the... So at this point, I don't know if it's the matchmaker or the moms, but yeah, they're, whoever they are, they're talking in front of the couple, quote-unquote. And, you know, we learn that Jay's from Harvard, very smart guy. He owns this hotel and a lot of other hotels. And they leave the two together to um, have some time and they both kind of joke about the pressures that they're feeling, you know, son, 
feels the pressure of her father via her mother and Jay through his father, through his mother, through his aunt, through his grandma. Haha. <laughs> How funny. <laughs> we learn about the degrees. Son has an art history degree and this man has medieval Russian history degree. Though he does hotel management. And then uh, Jay reveals, you know what? I actually, I actually like this. Like, this is not the worst arrangement I've ever had. So, Yeah. Seem to be hitting it off despite the circumstances. Good for them. Yeah, son agrees. Yeah, son's like, yeah, it's not bad. They're not terrible. So, so it's going okay. It's going pretty good. So. I, feel, I feel like that art history thing is going to come into play at some point, but it didn't. Not this episode, but okay. Noted. If we ever see some art, I don't know the history behind it. Possibly. Or she'll know, know something about art. Okay. I guess what I mean is I think that that's going to be used to her and their advantage at some point. You think they'll find some like old paintings? Oh, this is blank from the medieval period. This, this is, wow, this is, this is worth several millions of dollars. Uh, maybe. If we can get off this island, we'll all be rich. I don't, I don't think it'd be that. I think it would be. Yeah, fair enough. Something that actually helps them, like on the island. Uh, something that's actual use, but we'll see. We'll see. But now it's known. She went to college for art history. We'll see how that goes. Yes. Meanwhile, we see Mr. Echo and Jin going through the jungle. Uh, Jin hears a noise and kind of head runs at it, and it's a boar that lays him out. Uh, <laughs> but when he gets up, he finds a dead man. I don't know if he's impaled, like if he's stabbed, or if he's on a pike. I couldn't really tell. It looked like he had a spear through his midsection. Yeah, he had a spear, but I didn't know if he was like, if it was like, like a pike that's like in the ground and he's put on it, or if he got speared. So I'm trying to, like, I, I don't. I think he probably got speared. That looked like the cause of. And then they drop, uh, just drop the spear with him on it. But either way, <laughs> it's very obvious. He is a dead. This is a dead person <laughs> on a spear, and uh, Mr. Echo knows his name. His name was Goodwin. Yep. And uh, Jen asks others. And Mr. Echo nods and agrees. So, Shell hates to term the others, but whatever, what they mean by the others have caused upon poor Mr. Goodwin. So. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I, I, I don't mind them using the term others. It's when we use others. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Fair enough. So, they move on. Mr. Echo finds a plan uh, for Jin to uh, help with the cut on his eye. And uh, while he's trying to fix up his eye, Mr. Echo talks a bit to Jin and learns a bit more about him. And he learns that Jin's married. Uh, her name's Sun. And Sun was on the plane with Jin. And we learn that Mr. Echo was married. Okay. Not much, but... <clears throat> I, don't, we... I don't think that's what he said. I think he said worse. Oh. Mm. You think he said worse. I do, because Jin said, Jin somehow asks him, I can't remember how he communicated this, but if he was married or if he has a wife, <clears throat> and Mr. Echo, I thought, said worse, and I I rewound it and listened to it again, it sounded like worse. I rewound it again, watched it with the closed captions, it said worse. So, oh, okay. Worse, not was. I'll take that with, I'll, I'll take that then, worse. So, whichever it may be then. Uh, Mr. Echo is part of a relationship worse than marriage. I'm very interested in that. So much. Oh, okay. I love Mr. Echo so much. 
you will get two Mr. Echo bottle episodes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's probably the character you want to see the most of, though, I imagine. Maybe I mean, more I, than Walt? I, I, I want, I really, I always want to see, no. If I'm talking about what I want right now, Claire and Walt are, are one in 1A. Okay? okay. That's what I want right now. I'm always interested to see Locke and Sawyer. Yes. Where does Mr. Echo fall into this? What's that? Where does Mr. Echo fall into this? Next. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. I That's actually might be more interested in seeing his stuff than Locke and Sawyer right now. I would I would agree to that. Like I think I'm even more interested. I'm still I still like Locke and Sawyer, but Yeah. Just because I don't know so little about Mr. Echo, I just want to learn more about him. Mm-hmm. So they talk a bit, and we 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 cut back to Sun. Uh, she's in the garden looking for her ring again, and she she starts having like a breakdown. She's so angry, so she starts tearing apart her garden. Really sad to watch. Uh, sad and like I, I, you you want to scream? No, stop! Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, you kind of want to, but it's also like I mean, you can fix it. Not like you're. Uh, yeah. If you're rubbing it from the roots, you can just replant it back in. I know, but it's like roots are are temperamental because it, they're in there, and it takes a long time for them to be like where they want to be and stable. And now you're gonna put them back someplace different. Yeah, yeah, because the plant does make its roots. A uh, plants aren't like stupid when they're, they're not stupid when they're growing. Like they do grow with a purpose. Trees try to bend with a purpose. They put their roots with a purpose where they think they'll get the most nutrition and where they'll have the most stability that they, the plant feels that it can have. Exactly. Yeah, roots serve more than just getting water. It's also to keep the plant from blowing over or from whatever damage can occur to it. So Yeah, I was worried about these plants. <laughs> Mr. Stiles, like, no, not the plants. Really? You've heard, you've, you've, heard of, you've heard of vegetarians that are worried about animals. Have you heard of a salist, someone who's scared... About what could happen to the plant? No, not the plants. Uh, no. No. <laughs> yes. I have not. Fair enough. So she's here ripping up her plants. It's kind of painful to watch it in multiple ways for both the plants and for Sun. And Locke notices this and consoles her. He's pretty nice about it. Gives her a handkerchief to cry into. Uh, <laughs> and tries to make her feel better. And he even mentions how sometimes he wishes he had a garden he could tear up. And Sun comes on the fact that she has never seen Locke angry. Now, we've seen Locke angry and frustrated. And Locke admits he used to get angry and frustrated all the time. Now, when's the last time you can call back to Locke being angry and or frustrated? So, uh, this, so this is interesting because every time it happens, I point it out. I'm like, man, this guy never gets this way. This is really crazy. So uh, we on the island, we saw him fake it. After after Walt burned the raft down, uh-huh. but that wasn't real. So that doesn't count, yeah. But apparently, Sun doesn't remember that. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't even say if he was. I would agree. I I don't know if. I think that would definitely would be frustration. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I agree. I mean, I, it was fake. He he definitely wasn't feeling what he was portraying, but because he knew at that point that Walt had burned the raft down, uh-huh. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was faking. So that's the one time. But we've seen it with uh, the hatch. We've seen him like basically, you know, just like screaming at the hatch when the, the beam shone out of it. 
but nobody else saw that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm trying to think we ever seen like angry. Well, in in flashback, we see him in flashback all the time. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's basically just a really sad time. Yeah. flashback life. I'm trying to think on the island. We see him any other time during the button time at all. He seems pretty wow. well in the bunker in terms of his emotions. I don't think he's ever really angry or frustrated. He, so yeah. He and Boone had a little thing during um what was the name of that episode? The the Boone's uh, bottle episode? Yeah, Locks no Locks bottle episode. No, I guess it was Boone's, wasn't it? There was the one right where he fell. Because then Hearts and Minds? No, it wasn't Hearts and Minds. No, no, oh, he's a fun Hearts and Minds. Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're supposed I think he and Boone had a little spat in that, but it wasn't severe. But. Oh. So we've seen him get emotional, but it is uncommon to see on the island publicly and real. Yes. And so Locke attributes to this lack of anger and frustration anymore coming from the fact that he's not lost anymore. Oh. They said the episode, they said the series they, name. They did. I I still don't like it. Like, I don't like it even in this context. I just... Oh, I, no, I don't have any problem with this. I mean, it's okay. Listen, it's not bad, I guess. It's just it's just always so jarring to me. When they say stuff like this, I'm like, it just really takes me out of the moment. But and I understand loss is a singular, like, it's just a word, it is like, it's just a single word, lost. You know, things get lost all the time. Just, I don't know. Well, I but I like it in this context because he said, I, I was lost. I'm not lost anymore. Yeah. Like, it, so it, it, it's the um, it's the opposite of, of the title, really. Yeah, you're right. Now he's found. Yeah, so I I, I like this. I, I'm good with this. <laughs> Locke, Locke's trying to get his own. How would you feel they made a, a sequel series to Lost? Found. Sorry, John Locke. I don't know. I'd have to see how this one ends. Lost and found. No. Oh, that's the title. Oh, look at that title of the episode. So, how has he accomplished this? Well, Lux accomplished this in the same way anything lost gets found. He stopped looking. So, I don't know. I don't know if I really call that a fair, like, way of putting it. Because he was looking for the hatch. He was looking for a way into the hatch for a long time. I don't think he ever stopped looking. But he just kind of stumbled upon a way to get into the hatch. But maybe he did stop looking after Boone's death. Who knows? But yeah, I, I don't know that he's necessarily talking about the hatch here, is he? Maybe I, I feel like I feel like he is because we see him getting frustrated and angered before the hatch is opened. That's true. And so maybe he doesn't feel so lost anymore because now he's found what he feels is his purpose, which is his button pressing. Mm-hmm. So. I thought that's why that's how I took this to be, is that the the button has made Locke. I don't say whole, but more complete. Like he's he, he feels much better now that he feels he is serving his purpose that this island has given him. You know, you're probably right. I just don't find that very satisfying. <laughs> so Locke is Locke is Locke is happy to be pushing this button. <laughs> so weird. It is very weird. Uh, we get they get a flashback from Sun. So okay. It's, she's on a dinner date. She's waiting uh, on a dinner date for uh, Jay to come, Mr. Lee. And uh, we then get to see Jay pulling up in a really nice car. And he walks in. And the, But as he's walking through the hotel door, Jin is the doorman. And he notices Jin's corset. 
And yeah. so he, you know, asks Jin, "Hey, can I borrow that for my date?" Jin says, "Yes." So you know, he thanks Jin. Even gets to learn his name. Walks in, and Jin, Jin even shows like a bit of you know happiness that he's pleased the the big boss guy. Right? He's like, "Yes." We get to see a little uh, smile. There you go on his face. So we then get to see the date, and it seems to be going well. Like Jay and Sun are Jay's telling some sort of story, and they're having a grand time. And they again admit they like seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And Jay kind of keeps going more and more into like it's so great. There's no pressure from the matchmakers, uh, from our parents or our families. It's great as long as we're together. There's no pressure. And he then reveals that in six months, he plans to marry a woman he met while at Harvard. And Sun shows some sadness. So from... From Jay's perspective, this has never really been a serious relationship, but rather, and he thought it was a mutual thing, where it was a relationship that they were both doing to please their families. That way their families wouldn't keep, you know, berating them and keeping up this whole cycle of, okay, well, this person didn't work out, then we'll find you someone else. Mm-hmm. So Jay thought the son also had these similar feelings of they weren't really, you know, romantically involved, but rather this was just, you know, Jay likes talking to Sun, but doesn't feel that they'll get married. And, you know, Jay, Jay does admit that, you know, he feels bad for letting Sun on. Um, but Sun, nevertheless, still walks out because, you know, she, has, she I think she says she has an appointment and she walks out. So I want to ask you on this, Michelle. How do you feel? Do you think, I do you think, I mean, Jay certainly, I guess, let her on. He never, he never made that clear. Yeah, without question. Like without the, question. He definitely let her on. But This is trashy. It is, it is a sad set of circumstances. I will say, I don't think he ever med, meant to lead her on, because the way he says it, right? I think he thought it was a mutual understanding, but he well, certainly like, did lead her on. Like, what would make her think that? I don't know. I, 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 that's what I'm going with. I, I don't know. Well, obviously, we didn't get to see all their interactions. We saw the first interaction, and we saw this interaction. So, I don't know what he thought would have caused her to know it. He seemed yeah. to be under the impression that she knew it. But clearly she wasn't, and that that's on him. He should have made this much more clear of, oh, yeah. right. But now he's just let her on. He he felt he seemed to feel bad for it. I'll give him that. But I mean, feel as bad as you want. You still done the damage of poor son. Oh, so sad. A jerk move. There's absolutely no way son could have known this. I'm not gonna say that just because we only saw the two interactions. I'm not gonna say there's no way son could have known. But I don't think any of the onus is on son. I don't think son's onus is to try to figure out if this is like a. I'm trying to, cause I don't, I don't know the culture of this enough to know if this is a typical thing of like two people that get along but don't want to get married to each other just kind of keep the show going. It makes good sense. I, I applaud it if Sun had agreed to this and they were doing it just as like a facade to keep their parents at bay. But I look, I think that if yeah. But, but yeah, I don't think Sun's had any onus to try to figure out if it's a facade, and he should have made it clear that it's a facade. I understand he feels bad for it, but he should have made it clear that this is a facade, but he did he did not make it clear, because obviously, if he did, I mean, Sun didn't know, so. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. very, I mean, so, he, he's done a pretty bad thing, and Sun's understandably pretty upset. I imagine that's really upsetting, because, yeah, I mean, imagine just... She thinks, oh, this is a good relationship. It's getting good. It's getting great, better and better. And maybe she's get, looking forward now to possibly getting married. And then, boom, right? Hit with a, no, no, no chance of that. In fact, I already planned on marrying someone else. So, yeah, sorry just, about that. 
Yeah, he gets he gets knocked down at the bottom now. Yeah. <laughs> but below Jin. Oh yeah, he's the worst. Okay, so we, we get a we get a knockdown of a uh, Jay Lee. Jay Lee right to the bottom of the totem pole, right by the likes of who can I, who who's else near the bottom? Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 early season one Jin. <laughs> early Jin and uh. And, and the boss. I mean, the boss is also pretty. I imagine that boss. Oh my most, God. most generic boss. I think every boss here has been a jerk and lost. Like, yeah. Locke's boss is actually Locke's boss. You're uh, right. It's the same as Hurley's boss. Nevertheless, both are jerk bosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, I'm trying to think of other bosses. Hurley's boss and Locke's boss are the same person. They are the same person. <laughs> But I still, I still hold that's a that's a crazy theory that you have, Mister Sal. Well, then there's timey wimey nonsense going on. <laughs> this, this is the only options there. Well, in any case, every boss we've seen in Lost has been a jerk. So where would you put the totem pole in the in your totem pole for a generic, mean boss, generic boss? Like relative to Randy and Randy? No. <laughs> Well, to the boss we see in this episode, Randy and Randy, and I i mean, where would you rank their attitudes compared to Jay Lee and uh, Jin? Or early season one Jin? Are they worse? Are they better? So, early season one Jin, Jay Lee, and this boss dude. That's okay, what the boss. Okay, okay. Those are my three choices. Yeah. Okay. Mm. The boss dude's the worst. There you go. I I I would agree on that. He's, I would he's... agree on that. Just cause just because it's purposeful. Yeah, he's he's awful. I would uh, I I would have maybe put Jay Lee below the bosses if it was purposeful. But he didn't seem to want it to be. Though he's still I mean, he's not messed up. So Yeah, so yes. Yeah, he's 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 pretty terrible. But that is so, and then after that, then early season Jin. But in any case, totem poles are sorted out. Uh, son, a very sad flashback. But I guess we can guess that she. Because I don't think it's ever insinuated that Sun remarries in any way. So you already know that this somehow this relationship's not going to work out. And in fact, you think, oh, maybe. So how did you think Sun and Jin would meet? Uh, at the door. At the door, obviously. Yes, <laughs> I think that's. I think that's every time. Sun walks in or out of that door. You're thinking, is this it? Right? This is gonna. Is this where it's gonna happen? So, there you go. Sun's done. She storms out. We now get to see Echo and Jin for a bit here. Uh, Mr. Echo and Jin. So they're going. They find a track, and Mr. Echo says it must be Michael's because they don't leave any. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's bit that's kind of spooky. So they go looking. Huh? It's creepy for sure. It's definitely eerie. Yeah, it's a, it's a worrying sign if someone can right. levitate over the ground at a moment's notice. Right, and then when we see them walking later, yeah, and just in a bit here, yeah, Mister Echo, wa- stops Jin, and I don't know if he hears something or he just senses something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Did you tell? Did you hear anything? I didn't hear anything. I no. didn't hear anything either. I don't know if Mister Echo did or if he just has this sixth sense or something. But they both hide in a bush, and yes. Yeah, Sure enough, we see barefooted people walking by, worryingly quietly. They're so quiet, right? Mm-hmm. 
for this book. Whenever we hear them walk through the jungle, we hear so many stories. When, when, whatever you want to call this group of people, Mr. Sal, are walking, they are very quiet. And we even see a kid. At least it looks like a kid. It's hard to tell. We can only see their feet. But it looks like a kid with some sort of teddy bear on, like, a, a cord or a rope or something. Mm. So. Yeah. It's... It, it, it's like one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. It's very creepy. What do you want to label this this group, Mr. Sal? Uh, the Light Walkers. The Light Walkers, okay. No, just kidding. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. The, the Untrackables. The Untrackables, I like that. Like Untrackables? <laughs> yes. Untrackables. The Untrackables. There you go. So, um, you know, uh, so Jin wants to go after them after they've cleared out and Mr. Echo and Jin are talking again. Jin wants to go after them for Michael, but Mr. Echo knows that they don't have Michael based on the trajectory of where Michael was going and they were going. So Jin wants to press on and asks Mr. Echo to go back, but Mr. Echo insists, no, we will work together. We'll get Michael back. So good guy, Mr. Echo. Let's go find Jin for... The Untrackables, too. Let's yeah. go find Michael. Good man. So, we get to flashback. This time, Jin's perspective. It starts out with Sun angrily walking out from her date. Another another tease at Mr. Cell. So, oh. Mm -hmm. No. That's not the case. That's not where they meet. But instead, we see... I don't know this person's just like... I don't know what class of society this person's supposed to represent. Whether it's just low. poor. Yes, low. Would okay, be. low. Okay, I don't know. I don't know, like... With the income ranges, where that man said by poor, but I know Jin's from a poor fisherman, so this man's supposed to represent a poor man, right? And he's asking Jin uh, if his son could use the bathroom, if he can come in and use the bathroom. Jin tries to ward them off at first, but the boy just, you know, he said, he admits that he just cannot hold it in. So Jin lets them in. Jin's boss sees this and criticizes Jin for letting them in. This is Jin's first warning. And he just goes, his boss goes in a bit of a tirade about, like, you know, that boy can pee in the gutter for all I care, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Jin, you have to go inside and order them out now. Instead, though, Jin takes off his, like, hat and gloves and he quits his job. So, and, you know, this, this is significant because we see in the beginning uh, the stake that Jin puts into holding a job, right? In order for him to ever get a wife or get married, he feels that he must be able to provide for that said person. In order to get money, he feels he must work hard and get promoted. Right. So for him to just quit the job, and we saw how stressed he was about this job. We saw him getting ready for the job interview, getting this tie he can't afford because he really wanted to get this job. So for him just to quit it like that on his morals or what he believes, his values, that's, you know, but on Eugene, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I thought about this, and, like, I always say that the best time to look for a job is when you already have a job. Yeah. Right, because even if you don't get it, doesn't matter. You got your, you still have your current job. Yeah, nothing's worse than what being unemployed and looking for right. a job. Right. So, so the, the inverse of that is the worst time to look for a job is when you don't have a job. Right. So, Jin doesn't have a job now. Jin, Jin, yeah, I get Mr. Styles' argument is Jin, you could look for a job while you had your job, but yeah. I mean, you know, it's it, it's interesting too. You know, I I, I skipped. I didn't mention this earlier and I meant to, but when he gives up his uh, lapel 
corsage, whatever that is, the flower mm-hmm. on his lapel. Like I thought he was going to get in trouble for that. Yeah. Because it's part of the uniform, you know, so, um, but he didn't. Uh, but this was, I felt really terrible for Jin here because I, I, I totally, well, first of all, he screwed up. He should not have let the, the people in. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you messed up there, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's a really nice thing to do, but my God, there are other buildings here. Go find another building. <laughs> like that, that's, I, I'm not losing my job so that this kid can be in the lobby. Your um, pants good. That maybe that makes me a bad person. I don't know. But certainly if I'm Jin, I'm not letting him do it. Yeah, if you're in Jin's position, yeah, you, yeah. you, you can't afford to let him do it. Exactly. So, but then once this, once the boss just like, I mean. If, if he wants to citation Jin for it, I mean, that's a jerk move, but fine. But it, to, to ask Jin to go in there and demand they leave, like that is the bridge too far. Yeah, I mean, by the time he tracks them down, they're going to be on their way out the door anyway. Like it's that's it doesn't it doesn't solve any problems. It's already done. So, but then just rubbing the salt in with with this, you know, let them pee in the gutter. They're used to it like that. Ugh. He knows exactly who he's talking to. He knows exactly where Jin comes from. So he knows this is going to strike a chord with him, and he's trying to strike a chord with him. Oh, or Jin. So. Well, yeah, I, I admire Jin's willingness to stand up for what he believes and quit this job. But at the same time, like, why'd you put yourself in that position anyway? Because, man, I, he's got no money to begin with, I, and he's got a job. He, he needs to keep this job. So. Mr. Sal's uh, perspective here shouldn't have let that kid go to the bathroom anyway, which is fair enough. I mean, shouldn't have let him in, but that boss went way too far. I mean, the boss went too far even to begin with during the interview when he first saw him. Yes. But yeah, this is just, just terrible guy. And... I mean, Jin should have also probably known this is not a place I want to work. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he's already looking for a job. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has his plans on how to work his way off, right? He seems well, how, so. How is he gonna? How's he gonna get another job now? Here, here's how it goes, Mister Sal. Ready? Doorman, valet driver, same place. Valet driver, personal driver. Okay, that's it. And then maybe I don't know where you go from there, but just you keep you keep working. But <laughs> but he's like screwed now. Like he's not. I feel like this guy's gonna like blacklist Jin, and, and Jin's not gonna get hired anywhere. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, we know, we know he, yeah, we know he he's a waiter for this catering, whatever for this event. Yeah, for event, and we know that Jin did used to work as a waiter, so I guess he just kind of goes back to waiting. I guess. So, I guess he gave up this opportunity. Tell it to wait. <laughs> so, Jin. Probably goes back to waiting here is a, is a fair enough surmise. So, uh, how it is really sad though. So, Jin I mean, it up. It's obviously, there's an element of this is fate. Like, he was meant to do this because this is why he meets Sun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I dig it. It's fine. It's, uh, but, but I wouldn't let that kid into pee. <laughs> 
Sorry, uh, dude. Sorry there, kid, but I need this job, so. Yeah, guess you, Solomon. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, what's that? We're back at the beach. Sun. Uh, Kate comes down to Sun and tries to talk to her. You know, hey, I know you lost your wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And Sun talks about, you know, it's silly. I'm so worried about it. I'm just missing a thing. And Kate tries to comfort Sun. But this is where Sun, you know, she doesn't let it go on anymore. The same with Claire tried to comfort her. She feels that Jen is not all right. Because and this is this is the first time Kate's hearing about this. Because Claire found the bottle. Yep. It has all the notes in it. So Kate, she kind of gives a worried look too. And she wants to know where it is. So Sun reveals that she's buried it. And she goes off to show Kate where it is. Which, I mean, okay. I, I'm kind of, when, when, so when Kate wants to know where it is. I'm a bit dubious. Are you dubious? Uh, or do you think she just wants to see it for herself? I'm. I'm not. I, I would didn't really think anything of this. Like, oh, Kate wants to see it. I'm not sure why she wants to see it, but whatever. Okay. So. But then when I see her frantically, like, eating the messages, <laughs> like, she, I'm like, what? Yeah. Let's, what? Just, let's just cut to that part. Cause that's like unrelated. It's <laughs> all like, to like the rest of the bits. So. Yeah, yeah, we have Sun, Kate, they go, Sun's digging up the bottle, Kate, yeah, frantically looks through, she's like opening up messages, closing messages, opening messages, closing messages, and Sun complains that those are private, and she gets really upset, and she's, you know, when she yells at Kate to stop, and Kate admits that she's upset, uh, because she never got to say good boy, goodbye to Sawyer, so, I was sad, we remember, and we made big note of it, and it's I actually really like the way they did it, how both um, Kate and Sawyer wanted to say goodbye to each other, but their paths never crossed. Kate wanted to, but Sawyer was busy working with Bamboo or whatever, trying to like get it right for the mast. And yeah. Sawyer never actually asks anyone, but he looks the same way Kate did. And yeah. uh, I, I love the way they did that without yeah. Sawyer asking anyone. You can just tell. So. I'm not sure why she's going through these bottles like this, though, or these messages, I mean. Maybe well, so she might have thought Sawyer might have written a message. She never knew Sawyer never wrote I, a message. So I guess, so. I, guess I, I I don't know the, the point in reading Sawyer's message. I mean, she wanted to see it. I don't know, but or maybe she wanted to confirm that it really was the bottle. So she's looking at the messages to see, okay, this really is the bottle that we wrote. Oh, and that's just some bottles that they found. I mean, that's a good point. Yep, yeah. she has to make sure. In the same way, she had to make sure with Sawyer's letter and oh. I'm not thinking back to the episode now. That hurts my head. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, she, she looks at the bottle, makes sure, whatever reasons, though, she looks through the bottles and she reveals she's upset. She never got to say goodbye to Sawyer. And they're both pretty sad, but Kate smiles because she notices something on the ground. Can you believe it, Mr. Sal? It was lost, and now it's found. It's Sun's wedding ring. This is my shocked face. She must have. She must have lost it while she's burying the bottle. If only someone knew to tell her. So, then mm. puts on the ring and she kind of weeps. Pretty happy. So good for her. Got the ring. It's just Sal already knew it. Yeah. Let's go back to the tailies, right? Walking through the jungle minus Mr. Echo minus Jin because they're off looking for Michael. I guess yeah. minus Michael as well. So basically, just Sawyer from the people we know and the rest of them. Uh, Sawyer's. Not looking great. He's not looking good. He's very tired. You know, he's just that that wound is uh, ravaging him. Yeah, I mean, he's got a bullet hole in his shoulder. 
He needs some treatment. He definitely needs some help. So, you know, he sits to have a rest. Anna Lucia threatens to leave Sawyer behind. He says, fine, do it. And she, she, she does just go to do it. She's like, okay then. But <laughs> it goes to Colin Rolf. Anna Lucia is cutthroat, I tell you. Yeah, she's, she's so cutthroat. At least towards Sawyer, especially. But, she's not messing around. But Sawyer manages to pull her back to ask her, you know, how do you plan on finding our camp without Mr. Echo, your tracker? And Anna says, well, we'll just walk along the beaches. And you know what? I know Mr. Echo is going to return, too. Mm-hmm. So Sawyer then changes the topic to ask if Anna Lucia is married. <laughs> and it's a bit of an odd question. But she says no. And Sawyer tells her, well, you're suited for it. Yeah, I, I don't which, know. Which is a very odd response. And then Anna Lucia asks the same question back. And Sawyer says, he's not married. Then Anna questions if he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I guess she felt Sawyer asked her a ridiculous question, so she went right back. Yeah. yeah. So, punched right at each other. So, we get back to Mr. Echo and Jin. Well, then, because they, they do eventually, I mean, they basically wait for him because apparently Anna Lucia is buying what he's selling about you'll never find it without me, which I, I don't really necessarily buy that. Well, it's a pretty big island. I, Anna is right. If they just follow the coast, they'll eventually find it. Exactly. Granted, though, it will take a whole lot longer versus if you cut through the jungle. Why? Maybe. Do they know where they are right now? That's the point, yeah. I don't know if they know where they... I, I mean, I, so I... It seems that the island has, like, a big mountain or hill in the middle. Mm-hmm. So if... And they've been there for quite a few days. So if Sawyer can look at that mountain and tell, relatively speaking, where they are, then, yeah, you can probably you know, figure out, like, okay... I know what the mountain, like what side of the mountain we have to be on, for us to like have a chance of being there. Like, I mean, so so like, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they did, or, or if like they start keeping track of where like, the sun sets and rises. So because of that, he knows the direction they have to head in. Yeah, I don't know. This, like, I, I, I'm not buying it. If I'm Lucia, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we don't really need the, you that much. I'm not sure you're really going to be much help anyway. <laughs> you're okay with just leaving it. <laughs> you're Lucia. Like, yeah, well, goodbye, Sawyer. Okay, like, not if I'm not if I'm me. But if you're Lucia and you're this cutthroat, you're like, yeah, okay, bye, Sawyer. We don't need you. Exactly. And we don't need Mister Echo either. Yeah, erroneous. I would say this. I was surprised that she's willing to walk without Mr. Echo in the first place. Because Mr. Echo is like, he seems to be like the full package, right? He's a big guy, strong. He can track. He seems to be really good. Like, his survival instinct, like, ability to survive seems really good. Yep. Like, he might, you know, we've talked about who's the best person to be with. Even this episode, yeah. Saeed, Mr. Locke. Oh, I say Mr. Locke. Mr. Echo. Well, sorry. Saeed, Locke. And then I, I brought up Jin as a possibility. Mr. Echo, he might be a contender for someone you wanted to be with you in this island. Right? So He's amenable. He can do anything Locke can do, but he's but he's a lot stronger. But he's a lot stronger, and he might not be as scheming as Locke is. Right. You could you could have Locke with you, but he's also scheming. <laughs> Mr. Echo seems a lot more benevolent. Yeah, he seems a lot more genuine and benevolent. So we'll see. We'll see how that is. Maybe, maybe he's not. But based on him helping Jin here, it's a really, it's a really kind thing to do for a person you don't really know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mister Echo and Jin, 
they come across a stream and they start using the water, you know, drinking, filling up their canteen, and so on and so forth. And Mr. Echo tells Jin to wait there because he has to go back and follow Michael's trail again because they've lost it. So yep. Jin waits, and while he's waiting, Michael stumbles upon Jin and yells at him to go back. Yep. So Michael then runs, and Jin gives chase. So while he's giving chase, Michael's yelling, Walt. Jin's yelling, Michael. And eventually they kind of come to standstill, and Jin, or sorry, Michael yells that he will not go back without Walt. Uh, Jin tries to, like, quiet Michael, right? But Michael's like, I don't, who cares if they hear me? I want them to come get me. You know, I, I want them, at least then I'll be with Walt. And we also see Mr. Echo come as well. So I guess Mr. Echo heard this engagement, ran over, followed them. And he also tells Michael to be quiet. And he warns Michael, that these people are more capable than you think. And they will not be found unless they want to be. That's the name, the Intractables. Right. Coined by Mr. Echo himself. So, uh, Michael still will not go. He, Michael still refuses to go with them. But Jin says the phrase, you find Walt, Michael. Right, which obviously we know Jin doesn't—he doesn't really even know English at all. He's learning it, but you find Walt Michael. He probably means you will find Walt Michael. He's giving Michael hope, and Michael takes it as such, and he gives it up and agrees to go with them. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> Me either. I don't. I don't. So I'm okay if Jin reasons with Michael, right? Yeah. Like I understand that phrase. The phrase is fine. The phrase is perfectly fine. I'm just questioning. Why 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 is Jin saying that to Michael what finally causes him to find I break that's it I'll 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 give it up for now Yeah Now maybe it's because they've been hinting at this for a few episodes that Michael doesn't consider Sawyer a friend when Sawyer's in the pit he doesn't consider Sawyer a friend mm-hmm. uh when it's brought up you know when Sawyer says they're friends he questions oh so we're friends now and even this episode Libby says oh so you're not all friends and you know Michael says he's not friends with that redneck so, Michael obviously does not like Sawyer, but I guess maybe Michael has a sweet spot for Jin. He considers Jin a friend. Well, maybe yeah. that's it. But I think that's true. Because they've been building this up, kind of, of this, eh, I don't care for Sawyer. But I guess then the inverse is that I care for Jin. And they did have this you know, camaraderie, brotherhood-like stuff. When we saw them building the ship together, they, seemed, they were really in the sink. Yeah, absolutely. So I think they have a very close relationship. I, I, I totally agree. I, but I, I don't... I don't understand why Michael gives up on, on looking for Walt. I, yeah, I, I don't know why this is what gets Michael to give it up. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot After of sense. After all this he's gone through, and even Jin chasing him, it's Jin saying, you find Walt, Michael. I just don't... Maybe Jin has a way with words. Find Michael. Walt, Michael, could just as easily mean, okay, go ahead, you go find him. I mean... That's what I took it to mean. I was like, oh, Jin is telling him, yeah, I'll stop pursuing you. You go ahead. Oh. But, so what I was... If, like, what if that is what he meant? And that kind of got Michael like, okay, wait, I don't want to go unless people don't want me to go. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not the case, but okay. I, see, I mean, that's clearly, yeah, I, I can see why you took it that way. Because yeah. that's, that, that's actually how it sounds. It sounds closer to that than you will find. But the, but this, but it's fine if 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 it means like don't worry we'll find him together come with us and we'll make it happen like if that's what he meant that's fine too. But I I'd, I'd want more I'd want to have a conversation with Echo okay how are we gonna find him because 
how I, are we gonna find him or I feel like i'm close right now so you you tell me how leaving with you makes it makes me closer now now why do you think he's close now because he at least is headed toward where they are that's true but they could be they had a speedboat right they could be this you know the boat could be anywhere in the island i don't know if i'd call that thing a speedboat you're right sorry not they they had a boat okay they had a a motor on it okay so they had a boat that is motorized and can go relatively quickly compared especially compared to the size of the island you can go you know faster around the island so you know it's a you know are they really there and maybe michael's weighing up his odds okay if Jin, if Jin will help me find Michael, or sorry, if Jin will help me find Walt, and maybe this guy, Mr. Echo, will help me find Walt, maybe he's weighing up his options of, maybe if I return to the survivors, I can get an actual team together to help me get back Walt. Instead of me being like a, like a one-man hero. Okay, so here, here's, here's what I'm going to say. He knows that this team, like the, the what, are, what are we calling them? The tailies. tailies, yeah, yeah. He knows that the tailies are headed back to where Michael came from. Mm-hmm. I would think he's closer where he is right now than he would be over there. Well, it depends if they're inland. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. He's probably. You're all right. He probably is closer. Yeah. To them now, especially if they've been messing with the tailies more than the survivors. Yeah, he's probably closer now. That's yeah. true. So I I don't know. I, this is one of the one of my least favorite things about this episode. <laughs> you is suspend that, belief. Is that Michael's just like, yeah, all right, let's go. Like, I, yeah, I, you're right. My bad. <laughs> so anyway, because I I was totally with Michael up to this point. I was like, yeah, man, you don't go anywhere. You like you you find Walt or you die trying. That's those those are your choices. Like, so. Are you with that? Are you with that? Would you roll that way, Mister Sam? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no point there's no point in going back without Walt. Are you saying that in Kisa as a father? Or as um as, so as a parent. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank but you. But do, do you mean it in that capacity as a parent, or do you mean that in the capacity of you really want to see Walt, so Michael, your whole purpose now is find yeah. Walt, otherwise yeah. you're useless to me. I mean it in that capacity as a parent. Okay. Like if somebody takes my son on an island, like I don't I, I do not. You're like, I know you're still on this island, fool. That's where you played your cards wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, will, I will find you. Yeah, I, I scour this island. Okay. Or I died trying to do it. Like, those those are the only choices. I respect it. There's only so much dirt on this island that I gotta tread through to find you. Exactly. Okay. So, well, Michael gives it up. Doesn't, doesn't hold as strong as volitions as you do, Mr. Sal, because Jen broke down his heart. Well, I, no, I think he does, but I do, but the, I don't understand the logic. You mean I don't? Well, I don't understand is I can understand if Jin reasoned with him, but why now? Because obviously Jin has tried to stop him before. I just, I just don't know why. I mean, I understand he's probably very emotional. His mind's racing in a lot of places since losing Walt, and maybe this is just what he needed to kind of reason him back down to. Okay, fine. You know, we can strategize. We can make a plan, and then I can come back. Yeah, it'll be further, but I can come back with a plan because. Mr. Echo and Jin are right. You know, I'm going to find 
because Mr. Echo does tell him a lot of stuff, and that might have broken down Michael's guard more and more. Like Inigueta, of like, uh, these people are very capable. Uh, they won't be found unless you want them to be. So, you know, maybe I guess it's just you could chalk it up to Michael being very emotional. That's why he ran off, and he really wants to find Walt. But Mr. Echo and Jin talking to him kind of helped him realize, you know, there's a better way I can go about this. Mm. A more strategical way that can ensure that I get back Walt and I live. And we both live. So. Alright, I guess. I, I guess it's just the order of it. Like, if it, if... Because what gets me is, after Mr. Echo tells him all this stuff, Michael still disagrees to go with them. If he didn't do that second disagreeing, I would have been okay with it. Because I was like, okay, Mr. Echo is just giving him like he's just getting reasoning right right that's fine it, it's that second disagreement where he goes i'm i i'm not going still and then jen has to say the phrase like talk to him and then he agrees not to go like that's what gets me yeah it's like he's he said no again and just one phrase from jen later does go maybe he's touched that jen oh. said that much english to him like but it is hard for jen he doesn't know english so yeah, I guess, that's that, I guess you're right. What that that is the issue. It, it's only that. It's not what Echo said because Mr. Echo said it and then Mike declined again. So, I I think Mr. Echo brings up a good point, and I think I I would be fully happy if Michael gave it up there. But I'm with you. I I don't like how Michael gives it up. But what I don't like about it is yeah that he disagrees again. At least if he maybe I have to rewatch it. If he disagreed again. But like very weakly, maybe. But I don't know. Uh, needless to say, we've been over this. We've been on the scene long enough. We don't like how Michael gives up. Right. Okay, if Michael gives up, just not the way he gave up. So, yeah. off they go. Uh, Jin, Michael, Mister Echo to meet back up with the the tailies. and we see they show Jin's hand. He still has his ring and his cuff still on. I know you respect that. Love it. So he's still got the cuff on, and they're trekking back to the group. You get the final scene, which is also the final flashback. It's Jin-centric. Uh, Jin's walking along a street that kind of borders a canal of some sort or a river. Uh, you know, he sees, like, a couple or something sitting by an older man that... I, I don't know how he is, but I guess he's not in the best state. And he sees a woman in an orange dress walk by. Mm-hmm. Giselle. What does that mean? Love. Love. Love is in the air, but he's too busy thinking about love that he bumps into another woman. Not his love. Her name's Sun or something, but yeah, being a gentleman he is, helps her get her things and put them in the purse, and they lock eyes for a bit, and Sun smiles, and there seems to be some sparks, so. Yeah, so I guess that he had to quit that job for the sake of finding Sun. In the orange, yeah. So yeah. I guess I so I wonder. Do you think his roommate telling him orange is what got them together? Because if if he didn't look at orange, he wouldn't have bumped into sun. That's fair enough. And then him and sun. So yeah, I guess so. So there you go. I I wonder. Yeah, and I wonder how things go from there in their history. But yeah, so that's how they meet up. And there's the there's the there's the there's the sun and Jin meet up. Episode five of Lost. The, the uh, Meet cute, as it were. A what? Sorry. Meet cute. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no clue what you're saying. What? Meet, right? 
they they meet. Okay. And it's cute. It's a meat cute. I don't like that. <laughs> I sound like you're saying meat cube. <laughs> What's gonna you eat? Like a meat cube. What are you saying a meat cute? So there's there's a whole episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You ever watch that show? No. Okay. It's it's very funny, but like incredibly crass and, and they, they do a whole episode where um <laughs> two of the characters want to have a meet cute so they like set up their apartment as an airbnb and they but the, it's 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 entrapment they're trying to like trap uh un, an unsuspecting you know group of whether it's uh, I think it's a, 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 a man and a woman. They're trying to like get them to meet them so that they can, you know, have a romantic relationship. Wait, wait, uh, like they're trying to get two people that don't know each other together, or are they trying to get like themselves with people? Themselves with these people. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, 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 meanwhile, two of the other characters hear them talking about this. They do exactly what you just said. They think they said meat cubes. <laughs> they try to do the same thing, bring people or you know, rent their apartment out as an Airbnb with them in it, but <laughs> they mistake meat cute for meat cubes and they like cook meat cubes. It's, it's like it's weird. Well look at that. I mean that's that's a listen, very plausible misunderstanding. Yes. I'm, anyway, I'm fully yeah. with it. That's it's got nothing to do with this, but uh, but this the, this Jin Sun thing is a meat cute. Yeah, meat cube, I fully agree. Sounds delicious. <laughs> okay. The episode, a bit of a, a bit of a falter for season two. It looks like Mr. Sal. You know, it's, I think I think it's just the the level that season two has brought. It is certainly a falter. Now compared to season one, I don't know. So I mean, does it do enough? for Jin and Sun's characters to compensate for the fact that it does nothing for the story. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so here's where we get in the story. Uh, the tail, the tailies are coming. That's about it. I mean, that, that's it. The, the, here are the tailies, and they're headed out to where the OGs are. You know, and <laughs> that's, that's really it. So that, that's all it really is in terms of main story. You know, Mike thinks about separating from them to go get Walt and then doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's really anything else. No, something really. So then the question is, what I said it was, is is this, does this do enough for Jin and Son's characters to compensate for the fact that it really doesn't do anything for the plot? I don't think it does enough to justify what's been done to the plot. I don't either. And honestly, I don't think it does much at all for their characters. No. I'm not sure that I that I learned anything I didn't already know about these, their These flashbacks would be fine for a suitable plot, but these flashbacks certainly cannot pull up such a poor plot. I just don't... I just don't... I'm not invested enough in Jin and Sun's romantic relationship because I spent so much time in season one hating it denouncing it yeah so like so that part's not not around you know i guess there, there's a little bit of exposure to the fact that sun has been a, the victim of uh gender uh stereotypes her whole life 
So, I mean, I guess that's... Yeah, I guess the come turn that would be like uh, Saeed's episode and kind of racism. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a hallmark of that, and I know we you spoke about it before how Lost was very progressive in its casting. It in the sure. Early two thousands, mid two thousand show. Yeah, having such a diverse cast. It is time, which is awesome, and, and it's and it's interesting seeing seeing the different cultures. I mean. Seeing Korean culture, I, I I don't know enough about it to say that this is inaccurate. So I'm kind of assuming that they're showing us. Yeah, I don't, I don't know Korean culture really either. So. Yeah, I, I kind of assume they're showing us a relatively accurate portrayal. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But, but um, next episode, abandoned. Shannon's episode. Are so there are things that can make you happy, but you're sent to, you're you're wavering wavering on how good this could be. I'll tell you this, it's better than this episode. Okay, good. Better than this episode. I'm sure you like it more. Uh, I think I've probably got a better IMDb rating than this episode. I did. You know, I mean, the, there's, it's never going to be, like, I'm never going to be, I don't think I'm ever going to be too disappointed with, I, with this as long as it's in this format, because there's always going to be something with the tailies. Until they all meet up together, then I can probably get back to my disappointment. <laughs> like ah, the side plot's terrible. Mister Sal's dreading the day when they meet back up and the side plot goes back to being useless right. crap. Like, ah. Exactly. Dang it. So this episode was an average user rating on IMDb of seven point nine, and the next one is uh, eight point three. Whoa, that's a big jump. Okay, that's good. I don't know if it's a. It's a that's a that's a that's a sizable jump. No. So, <laughs> so Mister Sal, I have to ask you. How was a what's the time? It's TV time. Whoa, <laughs> wonderful! <laughs> Love TV time. Okay, <laughs> this is a great. This is a great app. Like any listeners listening, you, you really should have this app. I would get TV time, but I, I also like asking you how's TV time. That's a good. That's a good point. So, so Mr. Cell. Yep. Let's see. We're on season two, episode five. I'm gonna say most people. Uh, excited and shocked and to- normally the the front runners right yeah but they are actually number two and three yeah i'm gonna go with sad or confused okay no <laughs> oh, yeah, is it disappointed I happy happy is the number one of happy people eat this crap up like <laughs> it's like oh the relationship yeah like if you looked out because there's a whole message board below all the rank ratings and it's like Jin is a great man <laughs> orange uh we didn't say goodbye sawyer oh my god my heart just skipped a few heartbeats can't wait until that for their reunion uh oh son and Jin, the cutest couple <laughs> Jin Hart, oh, like Mr. Sal hates this. How dare people like romance? In this, I mean, it's not very good at romance. Yeah. Oh it's, my. God. Uh, so. I mean, it's it's a it's a romantic story for sure. It is, but it's, it's not a happy romantic story. No, but we know the the level of at least emotional, if not physical, abuse that's that's prevalent. In this relationship, when they crash, so we know that Sun was leaving him. Nah, but Mister Sal, look how happy the people are. Yeah, the people are happy. People are happy. They're happy to see 
the hopeful reunion. I'm going to say this got like, this has got three or four stars. I'm going to say you gave this three stars. Uh, no, I gave it four. Honestly, four stars? So, so the way I always think of it is five stars is a 10 and a nine. And four stars is an eight and a seven. Okay, so you just divide two. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but I, I honestly think this is one of the higher sevens. Like, I certainly like this better than, say, I like it a lot better than House of the Rising Sun. Um, and I like it better than uh, even, like, um, Solitary. Uh, Solitary, I'm trying to remember. What's that? That's not hard. Special? Special? Whichever one Ethan dies special, in. Special, I end up. I give it a, I give end up giving special a nine. Special is not the one where Ethan died. Sorry, I'm trying to remember the name is special, not special. The one where's the? Oh, that's that's homecoming. There we are, homecoming. I certainly like this better than homecoming. Like it's so. This is this is like a seven, but I almost gave it an eight. Like it's it's not. I think if this had been in season like middle of season one, I would have given this an eight for sure. <laughs> but okay. But you know, being being where it is and and seeing what we've had so far mm-hmm. i i can't give it i can't give it an eight because there's there's more than one degree of separation between this and everything else that we've seen this season okay fair enough uh and the last thing mm. as, sorry what did most people rate it a four uh yeah 62 percent gave it a four yeah and so the last thing the favorite character yes gotta be jen maybe so, it's son are you are you saying is this me or the community the community okay so which so you gave me two answers which one are you picking uh, i wish i'd give both it's gonna be i feel like it's gonna be close i'm gonna go with jen just because he goes out looking for michael okay jen was second at 30- ah so the son son at 49 percent, which is uh well i guess based on the flashbacks okay i can live with this yeah, I would pick Jin just because I like I I, I like Jin's. Okay, so Sun was forty nine percent and Jin was thirty seven percent, so it was relatively close. So which did you put Sun? I feel like oh maybe I'm saying my own. Okay, first of all, did you put Mister Echo? Yes. You did... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> what percent was Mister Echo? He was third at eight percent. People do like their Mister Echo, and so here is he number four. Uh, so here's number four, three percent. There you go. Okay, we got it. He's a crowd favorite, Mr. Echo. He's a show, show stealer. Yes. Oh, good for him. Want to know what's what's criminal? What's criminal, Mr. Sal? Only three other characters got one percent. Okay, okay, Kate, Hurley, and Jack. Wait, got one percent. The, the like people that Sun talks to, yeah, but not not Michael, not Locke, not Anna Lucia, not Michael. I feel like Michael. I mean, what he feels for his son, find that maybe someone might give it to him. Anna Lucia, she's certainly an interesting character. I mean, she she prominently displayed commanding people around. Maybe maybe she, I mean she's really bossy. Maybe people she's being mean to their their beloved Sawyer. So. Oh, maybe that's it. It's negative points, but that could be. But there, I do love how the community always bandwagons behind Sawyer. Oh my god! Any try, any time there's a chance to rate Sawyer the highest, they'll they'll take it. So Sawyer, oh, I think I remember. No, never mind. <laughs> All 
I was gonna say, I think I remember the other character's name, the other Taylor's name, but I don't. Oh. I was gonna say Alex, but that's the name of uh, Rousseau's daughter. Oh, okay. Or son or daughter, yeah, daughter, whatever. I'm reasonably certain she said daughter. Yeah. Well, that is hmm, interesting by TV time. Mr. Sal, I'm telling you, I think you'll like Abandoned uh, more than And Found. Okay. So, we'll see see what you uh, warrant it. I don't think it'll be your favorite of the season, but I think it will be higher than an 8. Or 7, sorry. Hopefully, we'll get at least an 8. Maybe if we're lucky a 9, and... I mean, a miracle, 10. Hasn't happened for Lost yet. Hasn't happened. Mr. Sal, when are you going to give me a 10? My birthday's coming up. Surely you could give me a 10. Your birthday might be here. <laughs> it's coming up. Birthday's coming. <laughs> Possibly here. The Actually, I think my birthday's tomorrow. Is that no, right? no, no. It'll be in two days. My birthday's in uh, two days, actually, when this drops. There you go. So, so anyway, though, the, so yeah, just give just give the next episode a ten for my birthday comeback. <laughs> well, we'll have to be. not this episode. So I guess do. that's enough. So, um, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Uh, I'm Kurt. His name's uh, Mr. Sal. Uh, if you want to send us an email, showpperspodcast at gmail dot com. Subscriptions are always highly appreciated. So our ratings. And sharing the episode or the podcast in general, also appreciated. Mr. Sal? Yes. Uh, say a syllable word that has four of them. Um, Mr. Sal, it's taking an embarrassing long amount of time. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I can't think of a four syllable word. Embarrassing. There you go. Embarrassing.